This portion of the show is brought to you by Just Wireless. Get your smartphone repaired. Check out more information at JustWirelessAZ.com. This is the Jeff Orvid Show. Okay, welcome everyone. Thanks for listening. Jeff Orvitz here. Happy to be here with you today. I should have just uh, recorded our, we had a little snack before we we got to it here. Bob Thorpe is with me today. Should we had a good we, we got a good conversation. We had a good conversation on uh, East and West Germany and our travels yeah. in that area. And Bob was there right when it was kind of falling right shortly after. Ni- 19, the wall. Ni- <clears throat> 1990, uh, my wife and I were there and uh, we actually got to use a hammer and chisel to chisel off chunks of the uh, Berlin Wall. So still was it? It was 90, right? 90, 89 yeah. or 90, right? When yeah. it hit. Yeah. Right, 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 right around that period and Crazy. um yeah, my wife was pregnant at the time when wow. we were traveling, but um, there were gaps in the wall, and I actually walked through one of the gaps and stood in the no man's land, they call it. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the kill zone is what yeah, that was. the area between uh, the two walls. Amazing. Amazing how that's, you know, 34, 35, so long ago at, right. this, at this point when, when that came down, and, you know, my... my uh, grandma was from Germany and she actually had, after she came to the U.S., my, my grandpa was stationed over there. Uh, and then she came back to the U.S., but she had family that stayed and they were, they were in the, uh, the, on the East side. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my dad actually went to Germany, uh, the communist side in the sixties to visit the family. You know, it's just were you, insane. Were you driving around in one of those Travis? The Lada. Or, or well, whatever they had. I don't know. I what they were the, Travis, but uh, yeah, it might be a lot of. Yeah. Well, yeah a lot of was the Soviets, but they probably exported them to, yeah. to East, to East <laughs> Berlin. Anyway, we got a busy show for you. I, um, I want to get on this article from the Federalist. Uh, and let me give this guy a shout out who actually wrote this because it's a lengthy article. I will link it in today's podcast for you once that goes up. Uh, it is by Sean Fleetwood at, at the Federalist. And it has to do with Coconino County, and Bob and I will break this down, and specifically working with kind of outside groups and doing some things that the author of this article is saying really skirts the law, which is the Zuckerbuck's law, right? And you, right. you're familiar with that, where you can't, like Zucker was putting, Zuckerberg from the mm-hmm. Facebook guy, was putting money into elections around around the country, right? And so Arizona put in a law and I'm waiting on Senator, Senator Rogers is going to get me the actual bill number. So I'm waiting on that. Um, but he was putting money into that and Arizona came in and said, we can't have these outside groups doing it. Well, the, what, what this guy's talking about in this article is how they skirted how Coconino County, the elections department has skirted that right. um, by subscribing to a service and then getting help from these outside groups is mm-hmm. how I interpret it. I'm definitely, I'm, I'm not, um, I haven't done the, the exact deep dive on this yet. Bob's done a little more research. Uh, and then we're going to have on the author of the article from, from the Federalist, I think on the program on Monday. So we'll, and then we'll, we'll contact Coconino County as well. So I want to get to that and we'll sure. break that down for everybody. I, I need to get to this you know, our, our illustrious members of Congress. And now Bob sends me a headline that, you know, the, the, it's the $1.7 trillion discretionary spending. Package. Yeah. What's, what's plus or minus a half a trillion. Yeah. But they they were selling this on, and I told you the other day, they're full of it. I think the, the, the title <laughs> of that podcast was they're full of it or something like that, or more BS from the politicians. I don't like this guy, Johnson, the speaker. I mean, I'm not personally, I don't know, him, but as far as what I'm seeing, Bob, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big fan here. I think he's full of it. So we he's should, just the same old thing. We should go back to Kevin, Kevin McCarthy. 
I'm seeing a pattern here where it doesn't seem to matter when you get them in. They do the same thing. It's you know um, this guy was going to be different. He's doing the same thing as McCarthy. Same same spending. Same craziness. Down at the legislature, we used to ca- uh, talk about making sausage. Yeah, you know, but and it also um, oftentimes would happen at like two in the morning. You know that they uh, the budget. when we're trying to pass the budget. Um, yeah, it's it's so interesting. I mean, uh, you've talked about this a lot, the discretionary portion mm-hmm. uh, of the federal budget and how many uh, billions and billions and billions of dollars um, that could actually be cut. You know, there's a certain amount of the budget that's totally on autopilot. You know, for example, um, Social Security. Uh, you know, when they establish Social Security, there's supposed to be a trust fund. And what did Congress do? They they went ahead and raided that trust fund and put in an IOU. So if every <laughs> if like everything dumb if everything had worked the way it was supposed to work, um, we would never be taking part of the federal budget to pay for people's Social Security because it it should be, have been held in a trust fund that was a you know. Uh, interest bearing and such. Uh, but instead, Congress went ahead and raided that money. So now the taxpayers are on the hook for paying people's Social Security. Yeah, and it's going to be in the, as we're going more and yet more out years, it's going to be trillions. Let's get to all that because I, I got a lot to break down on that. Um, as well as, what was the other big one we were hitting on here? Um, oh, my little. My little trip around around Flagstaff today and dropping the kids off. You know, Angela's out of town. Uh-huh. Some observations I made about the economy and a few other things. I think you'll find this. I think you'll find it interesting. I found it interesting. Hang on one second for that. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com if you got a comment. Uh, and if you are in a position where you're high interest rate credit cards, right? And you've lived in your home for the past couple of years, there's a way to hopefully save some money. You know, you've, you've been in your home for the past couple of years. You probably have quite a bit of equity built up because some real estate prices have really increased. Yes. But if you got into the unfortunate situation of relying on credit cards for expenses, as many and many more Americans are doing now, even with groceries and stuff, those are like 24, 25. I've seen 30%. It's crazy. Call Kim Dawson at Nova Home Loans. She may be able to help you out and do a con- consolidation loan on the whole package. And then even though interest rates have gone up on the, on the homes, if you count in the credit card debt, mm-hmm might be able to save you quite a bit of money. What, what if you mentioned that you heard this on the Jeff Well, Ford then you show. save some more. Two fifty, two hundred fifty dollars wow. off the That's lender's great. fee at closing. Uh, mention the Jeff Ford Show. I appreciate everyone that does that. Call Kim at 928-310-6458. 928-310-6458. Or go to NovaHomeLoans.com slash Kim Dawson. Kim Dawson, NMLS 697-411. Nova Home Loans, NMLS 3087. BK number 090242. Equal housing opportunity. Subject to credit approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Um, but back to your comments on Social Security because, yeah, the, the original intent was you're going to be paying into it. And there were so many workers for... Uh, retirees or sure. people who are using the social security system. Mm-hmm. And then that continues to decline mm-hmm. over the years. Uh, I don't think you can say that there's, even if they had lockboxed it, wasn't that, wasn't that the famous word? Was that Bush senior or something? Yeah, the lockbox, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's like dumb and dumber where they spend all the money mm-hmm. and there's just IOUs in there. Um, I don't even think with the cost of everything that the money that a lot of people are putting in even will equal the money that, they right. would get out at, at this point. So the whole system is our whole system. I just see it coming unhinged, Bob. And I'm having mm-hmm. kind of a hard time with this because the more you think about it, the more uh, frustrating it gets. And, you know, I just talked about the $34 trillion in debt the other day mm-hmm. when we broke that new threshold. Um, I, I'm having a hard time seeing how any of this resolves itself other than massive inflation 
and that's bankruptcy in a way, or mm-hmm. just outright bankruptcy mm-hmm. in, in the nation. I don't see how it resolves any other way, Bob. So the um, there's been warnings and continued warnings mm-hmm. about like Medicare. Yeah, it's going to go bankrupt because um, more money is be- is going out to people as far as their health care costs mm-hmm. than coming in. The same thing with Social Security. Social Security is going to go bankrupt at, at some point in the near future um, for the simple reason that um, as as our population, especially the baby boom uh, population, as they start dipping into their Social Security, there's fewer and fewer dollars to go around mm-hmm. and, and support everybody else. And, uh, yeah, the other problem, uh, for example, if you, want, if you want to get a stark reminder of what we're heading towards, you look at places like Japan that um, their population is aging and they don't have enough young people um, coming back coming into uh, their income and, and professional uh, you know business areas where they can then backfill um, the the social uh, net that, that Japan has yeah so they're like they're like 220 percent GDP yeah uh, to debt. Yeah, what, I, I love the. Um, I think it was Vene- you know, it was in Venezuela. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think now. The um, South American country. Peru. The, um, the, the craziness going on down there right no, now. No, there's there's a new leader in South America. Oh, oh in Argentina, you got yeah, to, Argentina, and, yeah. and he's slashing left and right. Yeah, and and you know when are we going to finally get around to doing Mele, something? Mele, like that? I think, or whatever his name is. Yeah, he was elected as um, well, more of a libertarian, more of an maybe even anarch, anarcho capitalist type person. But he's in the system now, so that's hard to keep that label there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's got. But but Argentina's been doing this. They've been good at this whole bankruptcy thing as a nation for like a hundred years. Mm-hmm. I mean, they keep going through. Evaluations and oh, yeah. and bankruptcy and defaulting on bonds and this and that and that was that was the gem down there that there was many questions as to whether that was going to be the next boom place in the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. You do you as a rich European put your money into America or Argentina, and the ones that put it into America did well or Panama or any, yeah any yeah. There's other places, but those mm-hmm. the, the two big ones were Argentina and U.S. because Argentina mm-hmm. was very very um, prosperous at the time oh. and and still could be if they ever get their act together. You, th- you think about Venezuela, mm-hmm. you know, 20 years ago. They they had a huge oil exportation yeah, and um, and yeah their economy was it was absolutely stellar. But what what frustrates me though about um, McCarthy too here or, or Johnson mm-hmm. Ke- what's his name Kevin Johnson the Speaker of the House is it's just the same thing. Um, he, he you know they they made it a big deal that they cut or or they brought discretionary funding down to one point five nine trillion. And then you find out, well, no, it's really just about the same as it was. Mm-hmm. And with increasing Social Security costs on the on the on the side, the uh, mandatory side, mm-hmm. it just means we're gonna, we're faced with six six and a half trillion dollar budgets going forward mm-hmm. with no relief, no change. We'll be at the seven trillion mark before you know it, right? And it's just it's it's so concerning. But we're in a period of it's like there's a million other things that are making the headlines. I mean, you had Biden, uh, Hunter Biden today that shows up at this congressional hearing. Right. Makes a mockery out of the whole Congressional process. hearing that is, is talking about him specifically. Yeah, and he and goes he, and sits there. And he's sitting out in the audience. Yeah, and but he wouldn't show up recently when they were calling him. Yeah. Correct? So then he just shows up there and then kind of storms out, I believe, is what happened. He did. At, at, at one point. So I think a reporter asked him, too, if he, you know, what kind of crack he uses or something. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Uh, is there like a brand or something? You know, what, what a shame, what a shameful, um, display of our upper leadership here in in this country. Not not that he's a leader, but his dad is, I mean, the the president's elder son, you know, and, uh, 
So, yeah, it doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, it's, it's crazy stuff. All right, let me uh, get to our next great sponsor here. But but first, um, there is a, I guess there's another storm coming in Arizona. That's what I understand. Um, you saw there's some snow in, what was Peoria? Right. This global um, warming thing is starting to really kill me. This storm a couple of days ago. Um, so a buddy of mine who lives in Peoria, he sent me photographs yeah. of, of his deck. So while we were getting snow, we, we I ended up getting about 10 inches out of my place. Oh, did you? Okay. And, um, you know, his, uh, his deck was uh, totally covered with snow. And yeah. um, how unusual is that? <clears throat> I, you know, it's I've seen more snow in, in Camp Verde than I have in the, in the past five years. It's like every year. Uh, I never thought I'd need a shovel down there. <laughs> I mean, people in Cotton would have gotten, gotten it too. I've had a, a listener called in a couple of years back, and they're like, I just kept driving until I got to a place that they didn't know what the snow shovel was, and that's where I stayed. You know, they're probably from the Midwest or something, and, I love it. and that was Cottonwood, you know, but now you, you better have a, sh- a shovel handy, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because you never know. So, yeah, the whole we've moved on from that, I guess, for now, which is the the global warming alarmist. Now it's just the leftists just want to go berserk, right? You know, and it's and just they, there's a new level of crazy that's supplanted I, the other madness. A number of years ago, they they stopped using the term global warming because um, yeah. none of the models <clears throat> yeah uh, wasn't work. working out. Yeah, so now <laughs> now climate change. And yeah. by the way, today we're going to see some climate change as the sun goes down. It's going to get colder, and yeah, it's going to get pretty cold again. Then uh, tomorrow morning, uh, the sun is going to come up. It's going to get warmer. Yeah, I saw something like three to five more inches, so we'll see. Yeah. I might have to bail after this. Get down to lower <laughs> lower country. Well, I, I, I noticed you got the tractor parked out there. Yeah, I thought we were going to get more, so I figured I'd, I'd bring it there. You know, get it get it ready, get it positioned. All right, let's get into this Coconino County issue with the elections department uh, here in just a second uh, and much more. And if you got comments, love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, if you get a rock chip in your windshield, Diamond Auto Glass is the place to go. Get your windshield fixed before it spreads to the rest. And then you got the big whoosh, done cracked all the way and you got to get a whole new windshield that's pretty expensive those have gotten quite costly at this point um if you're at that point where you need a whole new windshield diamond auto glass will work with you work with your insurance company here's their number 928-779-4140 that's diamond auto glass at 928-779-4140 or go to the difference is clear.com back in a minute If you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to the Jeff Orbit Show. I've been buying physical gold and silver for many, many years, and I've bought several times now from Justin and his family-run company at Desert Gold Exchange, Arizona-based company. Uh, They keep their overhead low. They pass the savings on to you. It is guaranteed that they've got the lowest commissions that you're going to find. So why don't you give them a call, get a no-pressure consultation, plus you mentioned the Jeff Orvitz Show, get a free investor's kit, 888-852-4343. That's Desert Gold Exchange, 888-852-4343. Desert Gold Exchange, 888-852-4343. Welcome back. Uh, Bob Thorpe is here with me, served in the Arizona legislature for four terms. He's also running four. So this one, this was actually, this was not planned that this was one of the topics today, which has to do with Coconino County and actually has to do with the um, the elections department, right? I mean, this right. is right up. 
and you're, the, you're and out. The recorder. Yeah, yeah, I'm running for Who's recorder. the current recorder? Uh, Patty Hansen. Okay, she's that name's very familiar to I think a lot of people. She's been there a long time. Yeah, and, and she's and, and, not and, running again. And for example, when when you get any information from the uh, elections department, uh, typically her name's going to be on there. Okay, she's mm-hmm. been there quite a while. Yeah, I I, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Bob's running for that position. But this article just just really hit, and I wasn't planning on. Uh, bringing him on to discuss a potential election issue or procedural issue, I guess we sh- should say, an election issue at Coconino County. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll, I've just really started diving into this one, and I've got the author of the there's, – there's an article that came out on The Federalist, which you sent me, Bob, mm-hmm. uh, Federalist doc, thefederalist.com, articles by Sean Fleetwood, and the title is How a Left-Wing Alliance, in quotations, Alliance Skirted Arizona's Zuck Bucks Ban – to meddle in key counties' elections. Do you remember much about the the Zuck Bucks, the Zuckerberg money the whole deal? The, what, what was what was that? The controversy. Yeah. So, um, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, who founded uh, Facebook, I guess they now call it Meta. Um, he was throwing out hundreds of millions of dollars around the country um, to you know during the 2020 election. And um, I think where the monies typically went were um, kind of Democrats' str- uh, strongholds, um, blue states, uh, blue counties, things okay. like that. And um, and it was felt by our state legislature that that money had an undue influence over the election process in the in the favor of the Democrat Party. And so our legislature actually um, passed um, legislation um, to uh, limit or to- totally outlaw that kind of spending on the part of, uh, in this case, Mr. Zuckerberg, um, Z- with his Zuckerbucks, they they coined it. Um, the some of the uh, in this particular article, some of the the same folks that uh, are now it's being suggested that they're trying to influence. Uh, our county elections here in, in Coconino County, um, they actually, in, in 2020, some of them received quite a bit of money, uh, millions of dollars um, from uh, Zuckerberg. Um, and so they ha- already have a history in, that wait, goes wait, back wait, to wait, 2020. In Arizona or yeah. Uh, yeah. throughout the state? Okay. Well, it, it appears uh, here in Arizona. Okay. Okay. I just want to be clear here. So it's, and that has been outlawed, the legislature passed a law that says you can't take as a like a like like as a county election office or whatever right you're running these elections you can't be taking the money from let's call it outside groups right because we don't know what the outside group why would mark zuckerberg for i'm sure as 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 nice as he is Mm -hmm. and as he just wants to help people out and why would (laughs) (laughs) why would he send or any group send such enormous amounts of money Around the country to the right. tune of, you know, many, 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 many millions of dollars. I'm, I'm asking it, I don't know, for she's, you know, it's, why? And, and yeah, the question has to be asked, um, is this money going to be used uh, in a, co- a totally nonpartisan basis? Sure. Is, is the money split right down the center where half of it goes towards maybe, uh, you know, asking conservatives to come out and vote and the other half, uh, you know, uh, trying to promote uh, Democrats to come out and vote? Uh, or I, is it somehow biased? I, I, do, I don't even want that mm-hmm. in the election process. I want my... I want my elections officials, and I kind of hate that word more and more nowadays. I want people who are, we elect to positions of responsibility who are supposed to represent us, especially when it comes to positions like recorder, 
mm-hmm. or sheriff, mm-hmm. uh, judge. I just want them to do the job in a nonpartisan way. So I don't even want these funds to go to a county elections office to get any group. of. I want them to be equally used just for mm-hmm. the electorate in, in general. Um, I, I want this to be nonpartisan. It's not, though. And you're, and you're running for a county recorder. Mm-hmm. Um, you are a Republican. I am. I, I actually don't even know why we have these as partisan races, I, quite I comple- frankly. I completely agree. And I actually tried to, to run some uh, legislation when I was still in, um, down in the House um, to make our sheriff's election statewide uh, nonpartisan. Okay. So that, it didn't go know, well, I guess, because and, it and the, sher- the Sheriff's Association actually asked me not to run the bill. Really? Yeah. Huh. And uh, so they saw an advantage to running as a Democrat or a Republican. Yeah. Um, I thought it should be, you know, there's there's plenty of positions within our, our government that should be nonpartisan. By the way, you know, this is a crazy idea. What if we all were paying like a property tax that funded government um, so that... Don't we already do that? So that <laughs> like the elections department didn't actually need outside money from outside groups. What, what, what do you think of that idea? I think we do that. Oh, yeah, are you that's be, right. Are you kidding with me? Okay, I'm getting the humor here. Yeah, it's like... Being sarcastic. Why do they need the money? Let's, let's get into this more because I, I don't... Um, yeah, why? I think that's the question we should ask: Is why do they need the money? Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob Wilson was on the program Monday. I haven't looked up the numbers for Coconino County, so I'm running blind on that. But for the like the city of Flagstaff, their yeah, budget has doubled in ten years. Bob, amazing. The state budget has doubled in ten years. The yeah. federal budgets, uh, maybe not quite doubling at mm-hmm. this point, but getting really close. So. I'm just going to make an assumption here that the county budget has also increased. I don't know at what number, mm-hmm. and I'll have to pull those numbers to, to, to be certain. But why do they even need well, – you, you bring up a great point. Why do you even need this money? If you don't have enough money to run the elections properly with your staff and you know mm-hmm. not outside groups that haven't been vetted by anyone other than you, and we're just going to have to trust you, mm-hmm. a Democrat elected official uh, as the county record. Right? She's Democrat, right? Yeah, we've just got to trust you and the, the county board. That's it. They're all Democrats now or any independents. There's no Republicans. No. So we'll just trust you mm-hmm. to take outside money. I don't mm-hmm. like that. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, why don't you have why why didn't you as the leader if you if you needed more money if that's the case right. why, why didn't she go to the county board and say I'm short five hundred grand you want me to run this election we got a problem here all right let's talk about that more your comments on this and anything else you want to talk about talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. good time to go out to Timberline Firearms and Training five minutes north of the Flagstaff Mall I understand it's, they have a Liberty Safe they have Liberty Safes I'm looking at one right now wow weighs about three hundred pounds. <laughs> How, how did Angela get this thing down here? In uh, your, she's in she's your a strong, strong woman. I, she is. It's just tied it to her back. Olivia and Angela. That's why she's, uh, that's why she's gone now. She's on vacation. Oh. <laughs> Recovering from the, the back surgery there. Anyway, Timberline Firearms and Training. They got safes. They've got uh, firearms accessories. Um, they've also got training. Call them up. Get to the next level with firearms proficiency. Uh, get gun safety training. Right. That's super important. Um, go to their indoor shooting range. Right, just north of town. You want to be shooting outside, your finger's going to freeze. You don't want to do that. You and, got an indoor shooting range and just, you don't, just north of town. You don't even have to believe us. You can actually listen to their advertisement over at the airport. Yeah, oh yeah, they had the silenced one. <laughs> <laughs> Banned from the Flagstaff Airport, Timberline Firearms and Training. Hey, head on out there. If you want to get some training, call them up, 928-526-7900. That's 928-526-7900. Back in a minute. 
Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. Listening to the Jeff Orovitz Show. This portion of the show is brought to you by Sportsman's Bar and Grill. This is the Jeff Orovitz Show. Bob Thorpe's here with me, and uh, we're talking about this issue that came out in an article from the Federalist uh, by Sean Fleetwood. Came out on uh, actually came out two days ago, mm-hmm. so I appreciate you getting me this over. Sure, uh, Sean's supposed to be on the show coming up, I believe, on Monday, which is also I miscorrectly uh, said Iowa caucus Tuesday. I don't know what I was thinking. I was just thinking election Tuesday for some reason, but that's not the case with primaries and caucuses. Monday, right? Coming up Monday, we'll have Iowa caucus. I know there's a couple folks. Um, I heard from someone from the, the Trump campaign as well. So let's see if we can get some people on. Um, be interested to talk about that. Well, I think the important takeaway when yeah. when we're talking about this Federalist article is um, when you're talking about the Elections Department, when you're talking about the county recorder in Coquino County, they, they should not be influenced by any group. You know, you and I are conservative leaning. Um, they should not be influenced by conservatives. They should not be influenced by um, uh, Democrats. Um, that they need to be absolutely nonpartisan and uh, their staff needs to be nonpartisan. No, nobody within those departments um, should be polling for anybody in particular when you're talking about the, our elections and it, it should be absolutely unbiased. And as uh, I don't think there's anyone, the only one really listed in this article is Patty Hansen because she's the one that approved this and then went to the County board because County board ultimately here's, here's what happened. So this group supposedly, the way I'm reading it, and correct me if I'm wrong, and again, I haven't, I'm 30,000 foot on this thing at, at first sure. right now, and then we'll bring in the author of the article on, on Monday, and Bob's written, looked into it a lot more than me, but the law in Arizona says you can't get the group, money from the outside groups um, to help with your elections or to provide training mm-hmm. or anything like that or any kind of uh, input, I guess, mm-hmm. and they kind of you could kind of subscribe to this service though. And they ran it through their legal department at the County. And this, this group, which is called Alliance U S Alliance for election Mm -hmm. uh, excellence Mm -hmm. among other, there's like other groups involved as as well. And because they subscribe, they then are getting paying for the service, but then they're getting back the, what, what the article is alleging they're getting back a lot more than what they're, what the, what the fees are, I guess the subscription. Is that a fair yeah, I, I think so. I think, be, I think it'll be really fascinating when you have the author yeah. of, the, of yeah. this article come on and talk about it. But yeah, I, I think that anytime you're talking about influencing the process, um, you're, you're in shaking ground, you're in thin ice, if you will. Um, and we, we have to be very, very careful. Yeah. And then they, they apparently have... They, this this wasn't the last election, by the way. This is they they joined on or they Hanson submitted a, an application to this group on April twenty eighth, two thousand twenty two, uh, on behalf of Coconino County, and then they were eventually accepted, um, and eventually was approved by the county, and then 
uh, they had some meetings, some virtual meetings, I guess, with the group. And, you know, they're just there to help. I don't know anything about them yet. That's the thing. That's, that's why we have this law in effect from the 220, 2020 election with, with Zuckerbucks, Zuckbucks or whatever you want to call it, is because we don't, we as the voters, we don't really know who this is. We don't know where this money's coming from and why, why are they so benevolent? Right. Right. And Why are they so benevolent? It makes me suspicious. Well, you, you think about it. So in this article, it talks about um, them receiving money. They had to disclose about, you know, the team uh, within the elections department, mm-hmm. um, within the recorder's office. And, um, and uh, basically how additional funding would be make a meaningful difference. This is what's written in the article in altering office operations, among other information. So um, they're just there to help. So so if you and I go running up to Patty's office with a uh, million dollars in cash and hand it to her and basically say, yeah, this is to help out your office. Um that, here's that, some suggestions. Here's some suggestions. Yeah. But I mean, think about it. Uh, that that creates a, you know, whether it's intentional or not, it creates um, um, a feeling, a motivation on the part of those employees to act a certain way because they're receiving additional funding. Here's a, I just got a text from Senator Wendy Rogers. It's uh, it, the bill which prohibited this is House Bill 2569. Uh, it was originally uh, put forward by uh, J.D. Mesnard, um, and it's the name is Election Administration Private Money's Prohibited. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty um, you know specific. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, we'll we'll get you more details. I think it'll be better to bring in um, somebody who looks like he spent. This is a long article. I, I, it'll be in the podcast. You can read the whole thing. Um, he, he, he did the Freedom of Information Act request, a FOIA request for the emails and this and that to unearth mm-hmm. that, hey, they are finding a way to still use the outside groups to, quote unquote, help them with the elections processors or whatever. Uh, we'll get all the details and we'll talk about it more it might, on Monday's show. It might also make sense to have Senator Rogers reach out to Mesnard. Yeah, who, yeah, yeah, who to give us some examples, yeah. Well, no, not only that, but to take a look at what's happening here in Coconino County and yeah. see if um, the law that they pass covers it. Yeah, I think, I think I'll do that too because it was you and Senator Rogers that sent me this text on this. That's correct. On this article. So, um, okay, yeah, just, hey, I find it, I, again, I don't know all the details yet, but just the fact in this detailed article that's Coconino County and the author of the article um, notes that's, there were just a, I can't remember the exact na- number, but just several counties in Arizona that received um, money from this group, the uh, U.S. Alliance for Election Excellence. And coincidentally not enough, and I can't find the actual number, it was just a handful and they were all blue. They're all blue counties, right? right. Is that what you garnered the, from the article as by well? By the way, from this article, it actually talks about that um, if you become associated with this group, uh, uh, this center for election uh, free ice cream. No, it costs you between 1600 and almost $5,000 annually. Okay. So, so uh, not only uh, does it have the potential of influencing what's happening with, within your department, but you're actually taking taxpayer money Yeah. and, and sending it to this. And this what are we getting in return? Uh, and I'm a count cooking County resident. You are obviously yeah. um, what is the, there's a reason why they tried they did ban this kind of uh, working with outside groups in election departments. And, you know, the whole premise of this article is that they're skirting that uh, mm-hmm. by basically a, what I'd call subscription, model, whatever it is, they paid a fee. Right. I don't like the, a lot of the, 
and, and, and I've told you all this before. If you were to look up in your town, uh, the budget's public. You can get a hold of it. It may mm-hmm. be buried within the city's website or something. Mm-hmm. But you will see, I would bet money, I'd bet at least $3, that you will find outside groups in just about every town and city that, that, that your um, administration, your, your county, your county people, your city managers and stuff are paying for For example, and this was one that's probably approved by your councils, the Arizona league of cities. Mm-hmm. And not a big fan. Mm-hmm. Every city in Arizona, as far as I know, I think one tried to leave at one point, but once you're in, you can't get out. I've heard that before. Um, they kinda all like, belong to the Arizona League of Cities. Kind of like the mafia. <laughs> I didn't say that. I was just, you know, I I just, yeah. Bob can say what he wants. No, but uh, every every town and city that I'm aware of in, in Arizona, of which there are 91. Do we have 92 now? We're at 91. 91 or 92 towns and cities incorporated yeah, I, I don't in the know. state. Can't remember the exact number. They're all paying dues to the Arizona League of Cities. And I would say that my experience in seeing legislation they push or legislation they push against often uh, is a very progressive organization. And they all get together and they put pressure on uh, the Arizona legislature, for example, and your city councils, your town town councils and county boards. And they put a lot of pressure. Last year, the, um, what was that? The, 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 the grocery tax. Right. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And the uh, rental tax. Mm-hmm. So all you out there who are, yeah, the league. Yeah, had, the league pushed. Huge, huge influence. They were all complaining about their loss, the loss of revenue to the towns and cities. Mm-hmm. The loss of revenue. Oh my, we can't because the legislature. There's several trying to pass a bill to prohibit the the rental tax. Mm-hmm. So you you rent a home, you're paying sales tax on it. Right. What is what is that? Groceries. Mm-hmm. Cottonwood has a um, grocery tax. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's several other cities in northern Arizona that has. I'm surprised Flagstaff doesn't. It shocks mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Yet they're not trying well, to squeeze argue, that. Of course, the argument is that do you really want to tax people's food? You know, yeah. You know, if you're or their house, if you're if you're at a low income level and and you have to buy groceries, you know, do you have to pay additional taxes? Yeah. As well? So here you have that. What I would classify them as a progressive organization. They go bad against bills like that, and then you have largely Democrat support in the legislature and a lot of people from counties, uh, boards and stuff. A lot of Democrats came out against this bill last year, the Mm -hmm. rental tax ban and the uh, grocery tax ban. And they proclaim that they're for, I don't know, the quote unquote little people. Right. Right. They proclaim that we're here to fight for the people who are, like you just said, people who are lower income. And when you go to the grocery store, we're all, we're all suffering at the grocery store nowadays. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, with the inflation, uh, with the inflation. Mm-hmm. and now you're actually with through a grocery tax you're paying because of inflation which is all government induced we've gone over the the, the 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 left will have you believe that the inflation is just from greedy companies raising their prices mm-hmm. they would have price controls in three seconds if they could then we'd have some real food shortages right mm-hmm. um anyway they say hey we're here for the little person we're here for the, the low income person right that's their that's their base right the proof's in the pudding if you're still voting for these people look at any left run blue city like Baltimore or Detroit or Chicago. Mm -hmm. Are you any better off after 40, 50, 60 years of Democrat control? These places are war zones. Yeah. So they claim that they're for, you know, low income folks, but you are impacted far more than middle-class middle income. I guess middle, we don't do, we don't, we don't talk those terms anymore, Bob. Yeah. Middle income, (laughs) upper income, right? You're far more impacted because a larger percentage of your money is going to just put food on the table. Mm -hmm. And then as the inflation kicks in and the food prices go up, you're actually paying more 
yeah. in taxes because you're paying, you know, times whatever the number is on a bigger number. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <sighs> yeah. I mean, you think about um, the, the tax that we pay at the gas pump. Now, when gas prices go up, of course, it's painful, but the taxes actually here in Arizona is per gallon as opposed to per sale. And, and, but when you go into the grocery store in, in one of these towns is, um, you know, charging tax on your groceries. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a percentage. Exactly, exactly yeah. what gas you said. Is it's, eight, a percent, eight, it's a percentage I, of the total I think bill. gas is federal 18 cents, state 18 cents, yeah. like fixed. So you're paying mm-hmm. 36 cents per uh, gallon per, per gallon at the pump. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's arguments about all that, but then save that for another day. Uh, yeah, but you're, you're, I, what I'd like them to do at the grocery store or anywhere there's a tax, I've been saying this for a long time, I want them to print out the receipt that shows me where all that money's going to. Because <laughs> you'll be shocked. Yeah. You'll be like, um, wait, what's this League of Cities? Well, the- Oh, wait, that's the group that made it that I could, had to keep paying this grocery tax but and lobbied the legislature. If the, if the grocery store actually printed all that out, uh, instead of having a um, grocery receipt that was, you know, 18 inches long, it would be like six feet long. <laughs> it's like the scroll. It'd yeah, be the public exactly. scroll of what uh, <laughs> what you're paying for with all these taxes, which is a lo- lot of crap, quite frankly. All right. Uh, hey, it's a good time to call Glenn Least at WT Wealth Management. Um, I'm glad that we're seeing a lot of progress on the woke issue mm-hmm. and really slamming these companies for these idiotic policies, they're probably repackage it and rename it and go mm-hmm. underground for a little while and something else will rear its ugly head. He's kind of watching for that stuff. They actually came up with a, a woke mitigation um, portfolio. Uh-huh. Uh, so it looks at companies. They're, they're trying to look at companies like, it's just one of the many options they got, but they're trying to look at companies like for their like returning shareholder value type mm-hmm. stuff, like making a profit, mm-hmm. not a social stance. Uh, so I, I really appreciate Glenn and his efforts in that regard. I appreciate Glenn least always coming on the program and sharing his insight. I, I should probably talk to him about, you know, all the money I, I recently invested into uh, light beer. You know, Bud Light, yeah. Bud Light, yeah. You know. Did you buy low? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are they making a comeback yet? Anyway, call Glenn Lease, get your complimentary woke mitigation portfolio review, review. Just have a conversation with him as well. I think you'll find he shares a lot of your same values. 928 225 2474. That's Glenn Lease at WT Wealth Management at 928 225 2474. More to come. listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff orbit show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the jeff orbit show i was uh shocked when i recently got a price increase from an insurance company uh for a property that we have and it was five thousand dollars for the year that the, the <laughs> increase or the increase oh, 5,000. Wow. Now this is for a uh, multifamily property. Sure. Um, eight units to be specific and a $5,000 increase. It was one of the last policies I had at another insurance company. I have moved or really I should say Angela has moved almost all of our policies to Eric Boatner and Lisa Boatner at Allstate agency in Flagstaff. And really they can service anyone throughout the state, throughout the listening nice. area as well. So but call local. them. 
They're local. They're yeah. northern Arizona, and they're ingrained in the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's well worth, because what happens with insurance is you sit on it for many years, and you just kind of get used to it. It's just, you've got it. It's like sure. your, your cell phone. I have the same carrier, you know, and mm-hmm. um, what happens is oh, it slowly creeps in. It's like, the is it the boiling frog thing? They yeah, turn it up to heat, and then next thing you know, what? I'm paying how much? Yep. Shop it around. Uh, call Eric Boatner, Lisa Boatner at Allstate Agency, 928 774 8722. Well, next hour, let's, uh, let's hit more on Iowa coming up. Because uh, we don't even have a lot of indication as to what's happening there. Not a lot of polls have come out, if you can trust them. Next week, yeah. My understanding is a lot of the polling is like a month or more old. Yeah, it's it's weird because yeah. usually they're out there just churning this, this stuff out. A uh, little update on that Boeing 737 thing. We'll get to that. Sure. Um, that That's an interesting story to continue to watch. The, the, the door blew out. Yeah. I mean, but we've got some updates on that. Uh, plus, I'll, I'll share with you kind of some observations I made. In Angela's absence, you know, going to the grocery store and stuff mm-hmm. and some changes, some concerning, some, here's, here's how I put it in my notes as I'm walking through the store and, you know, you're always taking notes when you do this job. Something just ain't right. <laughs> you know, something ain't Smell, right. Smells fishy. Something smells fishy when you, you look around. you weren't even in the fish department. Right? Yeah. And I want to talk about the, the gimme culture, how more and more people just lined up for the, the quote unquote, and I'll do the big air quotes, free mm-hmm. stuff. Sure. And some of the stuff I'm getting notifications on and hearing ads on and you know it's promotions out there for for free stuff is just astounding that anybody would ever need the government to actually provide mm-hmm. this type of stuff mm-hmm. it's totally out of hand it's mm-hmm. totally out of hand so we'll get to all that uh, and more with bob thorpe and if you got a comment we always love hearing from you get those in talk with jeff at icloud.com uh, do me a favor if you're listening to the podcast give us a comment right in the podcast uh, and also share it. Give us the five-star reviews or whatever you got. You got to get those five stars selected. Five stars. Or unless you're on a four-star system. Hang tight. Back in, <laughs> back in just a minute. Thanks for listening to the Jeff Orb Show. Portions of this show may be pre-recorded. And remember, the information provided on the show does not constitute legal, medical, financial, or tax advice. All information is the opinions of the host and his guests. You should always seek the advice of a professional regarding any of these complex issues to make sure all circumstances of your situation are properly considered. Remember to catch the podcast by looking up the Jeff Orbit Show on your favorite podcast provider, including places like Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, and more. Also available on Rumble and on YouTube. Just look up Orvitz, O-R-A-V-I-T-S. And remember, the show streams Monday through Friday at 4.06 p.m. right up at talkwithjeff.com. Also available on FM on 97.1 FM, the big talker throughout northern Arizona, and 107.9 FM in the Prescott area. This portion of the show is brought to you by Diamond Autoglass, where the difference is clear.com. This is the Jeff Orvid Show.
All right, welcome back. Hour two of the show. Bob Thorpe is here with me, um, who's no stranger to opening day at the Arizona legislature, which happened on Monday, yeah. just, just a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was actually a guest of yours a couple times on the House floor there. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't get any invites anymore. <laughs> what happened? Yeah, I... I don't even know. Yeah. I, I kind of did it, and you did it too, and it's we, like, okay... When Jerry Jerry uh, was neighbors, mayor, was, mayor. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he came down. It was good. It's good yeah. to see the process. It is, but you know, everybody gets all together to the Senate and the House, and then they make a big deal about marching. You know, his or her Excellency and the Governor, which I think is a little over the top. Yeah, I was like, I, I just started to bow. You know, I was like, His Excellency, oh, His Excellency. <laughs> I think that's good. <laughs> that gets a little goofy because um, I don't want to pump too much air in these people's heads. You know. It's like if I was governor and you called me His Excellency, I'd be like, "Yeah, please, no, yeah, please don't, don't do ever do that again. Just, just call me. Did you, if you got to call me governor, call me governor, but not His Excellency or Her I, Excellency." I got to watch a little bit of um, uh, the governor's speech, Her uh, Excellency uh, during Katie o- Hobbs during opening day. And yeah. I don't know if you got to see any of it, but pretty, uh, just know, a couple in, clips in comparison to Ducey, pretty stiff. You know? Yeah, I remember her first one last year. Right, that was her first one where she just got. It was like. Well, was this her first one? Did he finish? No, she would have done the, yeah, she would have gotten it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she, this was her second one last year. I remember watching it and it was like, what is this? A high school election, like Senate, you know, thing at a small <laughs> high school or something. It was, yeah. She's, she's definitely not that presence. She doesn't have that presence. Like, like Ducey had and, and some others, but uh, sure. what's, so what's going on? What's, what's the process? What, let's do this. Let me, let me, let me mention something here real quick. And then Bob's going to explain the process, what you can expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let me talk to you real quick about the process of selling your home. And the process is what I would do if I was selling a home is call Kelly Broadus with the Broadus Properties Group brokered by EXP uh, because you want somebody who has been doing this for a long time. You want somebody who has a team around her. You want somebody who puts a lot of money into it like in advertising, photography, all of that stuff, so that you can sell your home for top dollar. And that is definitely Kelly Broadus. Uh, I have story and testimony after testimony about her five-star solutions uh, when it comes to selling homes in the Flagstaff area. Call her up right now. If you're buying a home too, she'll be able to help you out. 888-446-5602. That's Kelly Broadus at 888-446-5602. Or go to northernarizonafinehomes.com. i got to take a drink here. So yeah, going through Kelly is a lot easier to list your home or buy a home yeah. than trying to get anything done down at the legislature. It's dry. It's that dry time of year. Ah, just like SpongeBob out of mm-hmm. out of the ocean bottom there. Um, okay, the the process at the Arizona legislature. This is the first week. You, what did what are they doing? So the the first day um, when you pay, pretty much don't get anything done. Yeah, the, the governor does her speech. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like a big open house. Okay. Uh, you have guests, of course, that, you know, uh, are come down to the legislature just like you you have done in the past. Um, one of the requirements of this first week is the governor has to submit her budget on Friday, uh, the first the first Friday. Oh, um, this is going to be grand. And, and of course, you know, she's been working on it. Her staff has been working on it uh, for months and months and months, you know, so it's not something they're rushing. They, they might have a little bit of fine tuning to do, um, but that's, that's kind of one of the first hurdles that happens this first week uh, back in session. Um, the other thing is that members um, have already started uh, before session starts, as far as any kind of bills that they would like to try to run. 
Um, so they've gone through the legislative council. They've dra- gotten their bills drafted, but they 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 have certain deadlines. Like I think one of the first deadlines is at the end of this week uh, to drop a certain number of bills. I think it's pretty much unlimited, you know, as far as the number of bills that you can submit. Um, there's another deadline. I think they happen sometime in February, um, and then after that, that's like final deadline. Yeah, like that, February, okay. yeah, and then after that, it's very difficult to try to introduce anything new. How many bills? get introduced approximately every session i've, I've heard the number like three thousand. no um, it's not quite that high okay. um you know at least when i was down there i think it was closer to like the 1200 uh, okay. mark how uh, many make uh, it through re- republican and democrat uh, a small fraction of that maybe one one fourth one third of the okay. that number because they have to go through the whole process which is going to different committees Typically, um, so in the House, the the uh, Speaker of the House decides where your bills are going to be assigned, and um, typically your your bill will have to be reviewed in at least two committees. Um, so, uh, for example, if it's a I served on the Transportation Committee, um, so if it was a roads related bill, um, it would have to be heard in the Transportation Committee. Uh, the only other committee it would have to be heard in um, was the Rules Committee, to, and and Part of the rules committee is kind of interesting. Uh, it's a place where bills can be killed, but it, most importantly, it's uh, uh, determining whether the bill is constitutional. It meets um, both the, the state and federal constitution as well as that it's been drafted in the proper format. And, and so it's kind of a formality. So once a bill uh, goes through at least two committees, um, then it, it's heard on the floor. Um, first, if it's a House bill, it's heard on the House floor, and it has to be voted on in the House floor. If it makes it through that, then the process starts over in the Senate and vice versa. Um, and so um, if a, a speaker, for example, the speaker or the president of the Senate decides they want to kill a bill, uh, they'll assign it to like three or four uh, committees. Just never make it through the process. Or they'll just hold on to it and it never gets assigned to any okay. any committee at all. Okay. Um, they have that sole authority. They do. To just say, okay, Bob submitted a bill to do X, Y, Z. Nope, I'm just not assigning. It's dead. Right. So they there's other other ways of getting bills through the system. Um, something called a, that we would do down there is called a striker. So you, you come up with a bill that's uh, uh, very uncontroversial as far as that goes. And, um, and the whole idea of the bill is that if you have an issue that's important um, that you can't get through the regular bill process, you can use this striker and basically re- replace the language in the striker bill <laughs> with, with whatever you're trying okay. to get through the system. And, and so sometimes that's a way of getting a bill um, through the House or through the Senate um, that maybe the speaker has blocked. Or maybe something came or, up later in the session and you're like, hey, this is a big issue now. An, an issue that becomes important or maybe the original bill got um, got killed in a committee. Okay. And you still feel it's an important bill. Yeah. So like original bill was to save the Jaguar. Did you hear about that? Jaguar. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. How do you say it? Jaguar. Jaguar. If He's more British. If, if you're in England. Jaguar. Jaguar. Jaguar that was spotted in Southern Arizona. Uh-huh. Um, it, it was that bill, but they strike it all and they, they make it the... Um, swimming pool for every legislator. Swimming pool for all every rep in Arizona. There bill. you go. So, so it could be something totally different, <laughs> totally weird. Yeah. And that, that's how they do that. Okay. Um, but right, what you're seeing, and you sent me an article that's saying that the Dems are just refusing at this point mm-hmm. to 
talk to the Republicans regarding budget issues is the the, the legislature which, we're talking. Isn't which, that common? I mean, yeah, isn't it? Do you, it's not that unusual because because it's it's a split government. You have the the Her Excellency <laughs> Governor Katie Hobbs up there in the ninth floor of the of the of the tower, the tower. right, mm-hmm. and uh, the castle. Mm-hmm. That's that's where. Excellency, people mm-hmm. go to the to the top floor, and you have the both houses, this the House and the Senate, mm-hmm. uh, both side they're, they're controlled by Republicans. Only one one seat though, right? In each, it's, it's real slim, very slim. So of course they're going to come up with their budget. She's going to release hers. She has to by Friday. You said mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see this thing, and they're they're going to be button heads. I mean, she's already attacking, and we've reported on this for a while now, and it's really heated up the past week, especially during her State of the State address on Monday. She's attacking the empowerment scholarship accounts. Right. And she claims that this, she makes this bogus, idiotic, devoid of, of back-of-the-napkin math claim mm-hmm. that the empowerment scholarship accounts, the backpack of money is going to bankrupt the state, and it's going right. to take up so much of the budget. Now we're facing, you know, they say a billion dollars, but that's over two years. Now we're facing this made-up, totally phony, Load of crap, budget deficit. It's totally false mm-hmm. because budget deficit based off of what? The peak spending that these people brought upon the state going from uh, $9 billion all the way up to $18 billion. And what, they got to go back to seventeen five or $17 billion? That's totally, it's totally made up, Bob. So the ESA does not change the amount of money that the state spends on education. No. The, the only time that you would see a reduction in the amount of money that the state spends is uh, when uh, parents decide to homeschool their children mm-hmm. and they're not receiving any kind of assistance from the and state. And now they're in it. Yeah. And, and, um, so they're paying, they've been paying taxes forever. They've been paying taxes forever. Uh, and they're not getting, they're not getting the return on investment. So, um, but for the typical student that is uh, attending a public school and they decide to take that ESA money, the state's portion doesn't change at all because they're going to receive the state's portion. The only portion that really changes is local taxpayer money. You local one. Yeah. And so when you're talking about, um, what was it? 74,000 students. In the uh, Angela checked it last week. It was, it was over 70,000. Yeah, yeah. It's growing. So um, when, when you're talking about that, that amount of money, uh, and and those students that are no longer in the public schools, but they're only receiving the ESA from the state, um, the local state payer or state taxpayers are, uh, or I, let's let's back up the local taxpayers uh, in Flagstaff mm-hmm. in Coconino County, you name it, um, they're gonna uh, they're not spending as much money on that student. They're, it's maybe even cut in half uh, how much money that the local taxpayers are are contributing to that student's education. Well, I've heard. The number 7,000, that's what the yeah. ESA kid gets. But the number that the public school is getting per head is like 14. I've heard that. Right. 13, bantered, 14,000. 14, sure. I don't know what it actually is. It's it's a lot though. And mm-hmm. simple math is it's saving money to send these kids to the private school. Assuming you shut down and modify the public schools to address the lesser amount of kids going there. Right. If you keep everything running as is, yeah, of course it's going to bankrupt the state. That's not my problem that you got a jacked up public school that sucks. Mm-hmm. So fine, go bankrupt. I won't cry. Nobody mm-hmm. should. Oh, but I used to play football there 40 years ago. Who cares? It sucks now. 
You know, right? I mean, it's just like there's so many, not all of them, but the public schools have changed dramatically since you went there. Right. And if it's time for them to shut down because they suck, shut them down. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to cry about that. And there's not going to be any, there's, it's not like, oh, the kids now have nowhere to go to school. You know, Mm -hmm. their school got cut, just got blown up by a, you know, wrecking ball Mm -hmm. because they had to close it and it's, it's now abandoned. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's tears and stuff. Not really. So you just competition will take it take over. You and I have talked about our property tax bills in the past, and how ha- and it's like over half or th- maybe even two thirds of your property tax is going towards uh, FUSD. It's close to half, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's painful, and then every, and I always send my kids there, Bob. And then every couple of years, uh, FUSD goes ahead and and uh, puts something on the ballot, the override, where they want additional money. Yep, and and so yeah. You know, we never seem to get ahead. Nope. Nope. Never. It's never enough money for these. So anyway, that's her budget. It's going to be amazing to see. I don't know if I have time to digest it, you know, on Friday for that. Monday might be a crazy day because we got the, the, if you weren't with us last hour, this guy who wrote this article on the federalist, Mm -hmm. um, talking about the the headline is how a left-wing alliance skirted Arizona's Zuck Bucks, talking about Zuckerberg from Facebook, banned to meddle in key county elections, and they're naming Coconino County specifically. Right. And he goes into great detail. He's going to be on the show Monday to to kind of dive into this deeper and see what the heck's going on because state law says outside groups cannot be involved so we, with, we definitely, with this process. Definitely you need to get an opinion from, for example, a Senator Mesnard or Yeah, you know, yeah, I'll reach out to him as well. Sure, we'll Senator see Rogers. we'll see where this goes. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll have to maybe they'll have to cancel that subscription. So anyway, and then so the Iowa caucus coming up uh, Monday. Why don't we hit on that a little mm-hmm. bit? I want to get your thoughts on what you may see coming mm-hmm. uh, with that and the election in, in general and the rest of this legislative session, quite frankly, in a, in a heated election year. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Get your comments in. Always love hearing from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Hey, if your heater breaks, bummer of a time for that to happen. Didn't you have you know, some problems with your heater? Not too terribly long ago. Yeah, uh, it was last year that Gettles came in. Gettles sure. High Desert Mechanical it's fixed it. We're great th- uh, this year, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, new board. It's always the like the board, mm-hmm. you know. Those, and th- those things are more than you think now they you, should be. Now you didn't say the Borg, like not uh, the Borg, on, on Star not Wars. the Borg. No, no. Although or I think Star Trek, Star me. Trek, yeah. yeah. Resistance. Sometimes I think like the way the country's going, resistance is futile. <laughs> but we continue to resist until the bitter end, right? Got it. Anyway, Gettles High Desert Mechanical, family-owned company. They'll be able to take care of your heater, get that thing back up and running. Uh, whether it's a service, whether it's a new heater that you may need, uh, they can take care of you. Oh, plus plumbing. Don't forget about plumbing. Anywhere you're at, Central Arizona, Northern Arizona, call them up. They'll help you out. Great service, friendly, knowledgeable. I, I know because uh, I use Gettles High Desert Mechanical. 928-567-2200. That's 928-567-2200. Or go online to Gettles, G-O-E-T-T-L-S, GettlesHDM.com. If you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up the Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that. You're listening to the Jeff Orbit Show. Just to wrap up on the, the legislative process down there, Bob, because you, you lived through eight of those. The budget's the big part, but I, what I don't understand is 
the governor comes out with her budget, say this Friday. So you're talking like January 12th. But then sometime in the wee hours of the, you know, 2 a.m. in the morning, like May 12th or something, just to pick a date, Mm -hmm. maybe even June, right? Mm -hmm. You're sitting down there at 2 in the morning. Everybody's been up for two, three days. And that's when you pass the final budget. And it all happens, you know, in, in a couple of days. What is with that? Why does governments have to be so squirrely with the budget process and uh, the feds, for example, you know, that's a nightmare there, how mm-hmm. they do it. And they'll drop a 3000 page bill. And it's like, you don't even know what in it, yeah, what's in it. You never um, have an opportunity. To do you even it. know, is it that at that level on the state level where you're getting something at, you know, one in the morning and it's like, Oh, we just made this agreement. Here it is. Pop. Some, sometimes we're on the floor uh, working on the budget until like four in the morning. Okay. And, and can you imagine you, you go to work at eight, in the morning the day before mm-hmm. and at four in the morning uh, are you at your bright brightest and you know best as far as your thinking capability i mean it's really painful to do yeah. and and uh every it seems like every speaker does it that way they they feel like uh, i guess people when once they get totally exhausted they can get them to, to vote the way they want yeah well, here yeah, you vote for this here's what you're voting for yeah suck but, it up yeah the the budget process is interesting because um you know after uh, the governor of course releases their budget there there are people for um, um you know groups within uh the legislature both in the house and the senate that do start working on budget priorities and they do that for months um, but um, what ends up happening is as the budget starts coming together, the full bodies of, of uh, both the Republicans and the Democrats then have to start looking at the budget proposal in the House, in the Senate, in comparison to what the governor is asking for. And uh, during this process, um, representatives from the House and Senate are meeting with the governor's staff and trying to reconcile the whole thing and try to give the governor things that the, the governor wants as well as uh, priorities for the House and the Senate. So so long story short, as, as you start getting closer and closer to the end of session, um, you know, everybody, you know, basically but the bills are being passed or, or dying. And so you're getting the the part of the legislature where you're passing the bills out of the way. And now we're concentrating on the budget part. And so from the standpoint of leadership in the House and Senate, they're now trying to uh, present um, you know, budget uh, alternatives to the, the memberships to try to get them uh, to get behind. Here's what concerns me about this year with, with Katie Hobbs in an election year. She has got her sights, like I said previously and many times before, on the ESA program. Right. And now they've come up with this phony fight. For all practical purposes, it's a deficit versus last year, Bob. Mm-hmm. But in reality, I mean, one year we went from 14 to, um, I may have um, misquoted the peak spender. Ducey might actually be the peak spender at $18 billion and Hobbs actually backed it down to 17 and some change, right? Yeah. Um, but either way, they both spent a fortune. They both went up from 9 to 18 so she comes in and says, yeah, it is a deficit because we're $500,000 short from where we were last year. So she's going to dangle that, Bob, and she's going to wait to the 4 a.m. type situation. And they're, I worry they're going to come up with some deal that she's going to say, and her goal, she's openly stated, is to put serious checks and serious bureaucratic loopholes on the ESA program for the parents Mm -hmm. and for the schools that are doing it. She even had the, one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen in proposals from these ridiculous people, quite frankly, 
which is in order to get ESA money, you would have to go to the, the public school for a hundred days. Right. Insane. I'd well, say, why don't you go to the private school first? Yeah. So you try you, that out. So you, you take your child for a hundred days and you put them into a public school. Then you pull them, you pull them out uh, midway through the first is, isn't that pretty half of the year. Isn't that pretty disruptive? Yeah. She doesn't, she doesn't care though. They don't care about the kids going to the best school. They don't care about the kids being pulled out and yanked out to go through some loophole she created. Right. She just cares about uh, throwing back support to her supporters so, that got her in office. So if you have a, a private school um, that is willing to take your, your son or daughter in um, and, and uh, educate them, doesn't the, how does that disrupt them as far as their ability to pay their staff, have yeah. staff on board uh, to, to operate their school, if you have a whole host of, of kids that are stuck in a, a public school in the public for 100 school, days? Yeah. I think that she's doing this to throw a bunch on the board, and then it's going to get to that 11th hour you know, at 4 a.m., mm-hmm. and you're gonna, I fear you're going to see some people c- come on over and so, come to some compromise with her on more regulations on the ESA, to, and she's going to get some of what she wants as far as trying to backdoor kill this thing. That's what I, I mean, your predictions. Do you think she, when you have divided government like this, you got to pass a budget eventually? The, the thing that, that might really cause problems for parents, uh, for example, if, if um, we have such a small majority of Republicans in the House and the Senate, if some of those uh, members decide to vote with the Democrats and the governor wants, for example, to uh, make some you know, difficult changes to ESA mm-hmm. to re- reduce the yeah, the possibility that parents can take advantage of that program. Um, if they can get a, get just a few Republicans to switch and, much. And, yeah. Yeah, and, and go with the Democrats, she can, she can accomplish that. Another thing that might happen is, um, you know, we have elections coming up in, in November. Um, if the house or Senate, uh, actually flips and, and goes, uh, Democrat as opposed to being currently Republican, uh, the governor then has a greater opportunity uh, to go ahead and kill programs like ESA that she doesn't like. Yeah, I mean, and it is close. Don't don't take this one for granted. Um, the Republicans, who I think have, have done a good job holding it down there, I don't agree with everything they're doing, but uh, compared to what's going on in D.C., they're, they're doing a pretty good job with just a one-seat majority in both the House and the Senate. So this could easily change this upcoming election. All right, love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Yesterday I stopped by uh, Namarco's Pizza right during that, um, I don't know, it was like 11-something. Yeah. I think it was like, it's, they have that lunch special from 11 to 2 is every this, day. Is this kind of like a, while your wife's out of town, it's kind of a bachelor diet? Yeah, I um, got to feed the kids. Uh, I might go there tonight. <laughs> um, but Namarcos has the lunch special. Remember that for tomorrow from 11 to 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's You'll get out like in the $10 range with tax and everything. It's like 9 bucks for it's a slice good. salad and, and uh, a drink, and it's a big salad. Mm-hmm. Or stop on by one of their three locations for dinner. Great three locations, uh, great dining well, plus, experience. Plus the wings. food, the food is amazing. Yeah, wings, uh, buffalo bread, pizzas. Yeah. Uh, check it out, Namarco's Pizza. Also order online at namarcospizza.com. Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there. If you're not listening to the podcast, subscribe. Look up The Jeff Orbit Show. Also on video, Rumble, follow us there. And on YouTube, subscribe. We appreciate everyone who's done that.
You're listening to The Jeff Orovitz Show. This is The Jeff Orovitz Show. Let's go through a few of Bob's picks here. He just sends me a litany of texts, a plethora of texts, um, and, and see what you think here. So you at Washington Post, U.S. released more than, is that number right? 2.3 million? Yeah. 2.3 well, million migrants at border since 2020. That, that's it? It's got to be more than that. And, and what and I'm, re- I'm being, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. What they're reporting right now is that there's probably over 8 million that have come in. So, and wasn't the estimate like there was already 15 million? I've heard, I, I don't know. Who yeah. knows how many oh, people goodness. are here? They've, they've talked in the past 15, 30, 10, 10 to 15 million. Okay. Nobody really knows. Nobody knows. How yeah. would you know? And then how many people have, you know, set up and they've had kids and they've, you know, they're established here now. I mean, it's just insane. I was watching that video. It goes up on Fox News of the people in Southern Arizona, Bob, going through the, the gap. Mm-hmm. One, like every oh, yeah, one yeah. or two seconds, boom. Boom, boom. And, and nobody's they do re- nothing. And nobody's it. repairing those gaps. They do nothing about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I took a, we'll go through some more of your picks here in a second though, but I, I mentioned this in the beginning of the show, just something's not right out there. You know, Angela's out of town. So of course something's not right in my world because mm-hmm. it's like, you know, she does, she does so much. Oh yeah. You know, and I miss her and I'm looking forward to her coming back this Sunday. She'll be jet lagged. We'll get her on the program Monday anyway, even though she'll be all tired. But I'm, so I'm driving around and um, I, I hear an ad for, and I'm doing the big air quotes here, free, uh-huh. free, right? Mm-hmm. Um, government subsidized, but it's actually not even government subsidized. It's, let's call it what it is. It's taxpayer funded internet. Mm-hmm. That's what it's for. Free internet for people. Um, is that on an Obama phone? Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. It's an actual federal program where mm-hmm. you can go in and fill in the information mm-hmm. and get, and even taxpayer funded isn't the right word. Mm-hmm. Um, it is debt, debt funded. I would call sure. it because we're, we're adding $2 trillion a year to the, the national debt of 34 trillion. Right. I think we we're up 50 billion already or something from just a couple days ago. You know, it's just, it's, 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 it's out of, out of our minds what we're doing to future, well, our generation and future generations. But no, here, there's actually an ad for free internet and there's actually a website to go on there and get internet service why is the government, why are the taxpayers providing this? Well, it's, a, it's an actual requirement. If you go back and read your constitution oh, that's right. that, was, that was passed in, uh, you know, the 1700s. Let me check, hang on. In the, in the 1700s, you'll notice that there's, there's a act in the, in the constitution that says every uh, citizen uh, desire or uh, requires free internet. Free internet, yeah. Access. You're right here, section yeah. five. Yep. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay, I take it back. I mean, <laughs> I take it back. But no, just think about that. I mean, free internet costs right. what? I mean, you're, you're, the government's not providing. It's a private company mm-hmm. that you're, 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 the lines are coming over, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. 50 bucks a month? Why, why should I have to pay for anybody's internet? I don't care how poor mm-hmm. you are, how rich you are, how in the middle you are. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to pay for your dang internet. Nobody pays for my internet. You know, actually, Angela pays for it, but that's you, you, you and I. You and I earlier were talking about solar panels, and um, so you decide to put solar panels up on top of your roof, and uh, you get a big subsidy back from the federal government. Yeah. So 
where does that money come from? It's it's coming from your neighbors who probably don't have solar panels exactly. on their roof, uh, out of their taxes. So so the the long arm of government is reaching into the pocket of one taxpayer and pulling out some money to help subsidize another taxpayer. This is taxpayer. insane. This is mm-hmm. insanity. So just think about it. If you wanted to, mm-hmm. uh, this stuff all starts with good intentions and started a long, 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 long time ago. Many, mm-hmm. many, many, many decades. Right. If you wanted to make sure you're make sure you're not making any income or you're under a certain level mm-hmm. because that's how you qualify for these programs. You got housing, mm-hmm. you've got welfare, mm-hmm. EBT, you know the food stamp program. Sure, housing, food. Uh, I hear commercials for the internet. You've got mm-hmm. internet. I hear commercials for you can't pay your heat, you can't pay your bill. You've got utilities. Mm-hmm. Who? Why work? So there must be millions of people that are like. Don't go over. And I've seen this. I've seen this over the years where the people won't get married. Mm-hmm. So that way there's only one person in that supposed household, but there's really two. Uh, the, the abuses and they, they claim the abuses aren't rampant. They're rampant. How about during COVID when a government told somebody who owned a building that you could not evict someone? Yeah. yeah. So, so people could basically stay in their apartment and uh, never, never pay rent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. You you know that one personally. I know that one too. I had two people take advantage of that gem of a government program. Yeah. I don't know. I guess the $15,000 check is still in the mail, right? <laughs> I don't think I'm getting it. Can I get internet at least? Are you sleeping at night? <laughs> if you really have to put this stuff out of your mind, I can tell you, I'm having some trouble right now. Um, but uh, yeah, can I, instead of the 15 grand that the government said that this person didn't need to pay me over that time period, can I, can I get at least, can I get the free internet for providing that housing? It won't equate, but okay. So here's another. So I'm driving. That'd be nice. I'm driving, right? And I, I just dropped the kids off and I'm heading to the grocery store. So I heard that commercial. Uh-huh. Then I heard a news report, whatever you want to call this stuff nowadays. That the, okay. Remember this? Remember the EB, the EBT program is, is, right. is the, the food stamp. Right? SNAP program. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And during COVID, mm-hmm. they expanded it for the kids. The summer, it's called the summer EBT program, the summer food stamp program, because so many families are also reliant on the government. Re- remember all, all the schools that were providing all the lunches that you, sure. could, you could go to the drive through mm-hmm. and these places just, well, p- cars lined up. Ch- children arriving at school at, let's say, 730 in the morning, they're, they get getting, they're getting breakfast. Okay, that, that's sure. fine. I, I mm-hmm. want your kid to eat and all this. Okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but But my point is, this is why we can't, this is why the government can't do anything, shouldn't do anything for anybody quite mm-hmm. frankly, because it just all goes too far. So the summer EBT program, which is a outcome of COVID, mm-hmm. which the COVID hysterics were caused by the government, mm-hmm. the insanity, which they've never apologized for, by the way, right? right? They started this temporary summer EBT program to take care of the kids because they're staying at home. They're doing virtual learning because you're going to get the cooties, mm-hmm. which was all a load of crap, by the way, for these kids especially, right? Sure. They just made that temporary summer EBT program permanent. So it's not a summer, fall, winter, and spring EBT program well, for the kids. Well, wouldn't it be cruel to take it away? That's the thing is you, once you start, show me a temporary government program that never goes away. Yeah. Never goes away. Well, Ronald Reagan talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's eternal life? It's a government program. So I know I, I, if, I don't know, this is just me thinking here, spitballing, but if I wanted to figure out a way to make 
society more reliant on government, I would get every program jammed in front of these kids as possible because when they grow up, they'll all be like, well, yeah, of course, this is just normal. Right. It's kind of like, you know, yesterday when I turned on Paramount and two dudes are making out in the preview for a kid's show I'm about to watch, Mm -hmm. right? And two times in a 30-second preview (sighs) for a G-rated preview. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, it's just normal. Right. Mm-hmm. And do what you want to do. Look, it's, it's not about that. I, I don't, when, when, the, when the couple's tearing off their clothes in the preview mm-hmm. and they're making out and all this, you know, the, 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 well, a couple, I should, I should clarify, you know, a guy and a girl. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like with my kids watching this. I'm like, okay, come on. I don't need, you know, I don't need yeah. this on it. So the point being, not, not family, they try to normalize all this stuff. Not family friendly. Exactly. So get it in front of the kids, normalize it. And then when they grow up, yeah, mom and dad got the EBT program. Mm-hmm. Plus, we got internet from the government. We got housing from the government. We got health care from the government. Mm-hmm. We got the phone from the government. We got the utilities paid for by the government. So, yeah, of course, we should expand these programs because look at me. Everything's great. Everything's awesome. Well, think about when during COVID, you know, that people were basically being paid to stay home and yep. not do anything. Watch watch uh, Netflix. Stay at home and watch Netflix. Governor Ducey, Republican. Yep. It, uh, yeah. It's, okay. It's ridiculous right. because you become addicted. So then I get to the grocery store finally. Okay. I'm trying to take deep breaths. I'm trying to actually like, you know, not get so worked up. By, over by the stuff, way, so. you're driving an all electric vehicle. Oh when yeah. When you're going yeah. to all these different yeah. locations. Okay. The four wheel drive pickup because <laughs> the roads were barely. The one thing we do pay for is trying to get our roads with cinders on it. And like, yeah, can't get that, but you can get free internet. Anyway, those cinders, uh, you'll end up at diamond oh, yeah. auto glass. Yeah. Right? And the cinders apparently got to import. We don't have any around here anymore. Right. right? I, Cinder Hills no, are no gone. <laughs> anyway, um, so I get to the grocery store and I'm just kind of looking around. I don't shop much. It didn't seem, and maybe this was just where I was at. This is not scientific because I just don't shop a lot, Bob. Mm-hmm. The shelves did not seem lush. Okay. There was a lot of gaps. And what, what, what is it? What is it today? Wednesday? Mm-hmm. It's a Wednesday morning. They, they used to, I worked at a grocery store for like six months back in like high school or into high school, something like that. The, the delivery trucks usually used to come at night. I don't know if that's still the case. And usually it's pretty stocked by the morning, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. There was just a lot of stuff faced with like one box there huh. and a lot of gaps. Like, you know, when the Russian president came over um, back in the day, which Khrushchev. was Khrushchev. Mm-hmm. And he's like, the first thing you want to do is go to the grocery store because it's just overflowing. Right. I'm not saying it was bare like mm-hmm. COVID when it got crazy, mm-hmm. but it just seemed like it was like 75%. To me, just, just, this is just an unscientific observation. You, you, when you go out, you tell me if you're seeing the same thing, send me, send me a text, 877-9713-971 or an email, talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. My observation was someone who doesn't go to store a lot. It just seemed like they were facing a lot of single boxes and there wasn't much behind it. And that concerns me because all I hear from everybody, employers, Mm -hmm. I can't get anyone. I can't get anyone. So why would we think the packaging place that's making the cereal or the soup or whatever, are they getting people? Right. Is there so, really a shortage that we're just on the cusp of? So uh, are the food producers producing the amount that they should? Yeah. Are the truck drivers, are there enough truck drivers to actually deliver the product? Good point. Is there enough people working at the grocery store to actually get the things on the shelves? Stock it, yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just, I'll have to go back because I just, it was just an eerie kind of feeling. If you go back. Uh, ask see if, if you can I get go a, back, if they allow if, me see if you can uh, talk to the uh, store manager and and tell him your observation tell yeah, him what, or her and then see what they say yeah maybe maybe I just need to 
because Angela does a lot of the shopping and I go with her once in a while. And, you know, honestly, usually I don't go to a grocery store. A lot of times I go to the Walmart or whatever. Right. Um, but I went to a grocery store. I won't say the name. Maybe it's just a bad day. Maybe I just caught it a, at a weird time, but it was, it was, it was such a large kind of area that I was looking at where I was like, where are the cans of soup? There's like one. Like, usually it's Wednesday or not Wednesday, but uh, usually like uh, Thursday, Friday and Saturday when, when a lot of people do their grocery shopping Yeah, and where, weekend, where yeah. you would expect things, especially things on the ad not yeah. to be there. Anyway, that's just my observations, me driving around ads and promotions for all the free stuff you can get in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's why the borders are being overrun. I don't oh, know. Goodness. You offer free stuff. Could that be it? I don't know. And, and just the, I'm a little nervous about the supply chain issues. I've never lost that concern even, you know, since COVID. If, if, you, ain't, sure. if you didn't wake up in COVID when that hit, toilet you paper? better have some extra stuff around, man, because it, <laughs> it looks it looked thin to me. Yeah. But I noticed maybe he, I was just even, having a bad day. <laughs> even Sam's Club now carries uh, survival food. Yeah. Emergency food. Yeah. I mean, it's something to be said about that. All right. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Uh, I think Bob already mentioned this, which is the, the rock ships from the cinders. Although they did not put down as much cinders as usual. May, I bet you they can't get the guys uh, the, to drive the trucks. Would be my guess because it was possibly it was the rough. first. The first storm is you know maybe know, trying, dialing trying to get it up in, to, get, yeah. getting up to speed. Yeah, if you got a pickup, having I, the manpower, I'd throw some cinders in there. Anyway, um, if cinder hits your windshield and you get a rock chip in your windshield, go to Diamond Auto Glass right there on Fourth Street in Flagstaff. They'll get that fixed for you real quick. Uh, and check them out. Check out more info at Diamond. The difference is clear dot com. That's the difference is clear dot com. Back in a minute. listening to the podcast please give us a great review and also give us a comment in there if you're not listening to the podcast subscribe look up the jeff forward show also on video rumble follow us there and on youtube subscribe we appreciate everyone who's done that this is the jeff orvid show did you watch that uh documentary downfall on netflix it was about no. boeing 737 max oh, okay. this is when they redesigned it they put the bigger engines on it and they had right. that, those two fatal accidents this is a couple of years back is you you probably be soft, interested in that a software issue uh, with the aircraft, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. I, I recall it, it was so much thrust that it pushed the nose. It was either down or up. I can't remember. Right. And the computer would automatically compensate, but the pilots didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, this documentary unearthed a bunch of things, problems with the, how they were trying to push more and more towards obviously the private side, um, but at the expense of a lot of concerns for people that were working there. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, one example I remember they were saying, "Oh, we found this part just lying around." You know, things mm-hmm. were getting left behind and this and that. And then you had this. So what was it? Just last week or whatever the 737 i think it was a max nine um and the the window it looked like the whole side panel it, blew off in it's the an, northwest it's an actual door 
It was a door, okay. It's a door that, uh, for whatever reason, is installed in the airplane, but typically is never opened. I don't know if it's there for emergency purposes or perhaps perhaps when you're at a particular uh, airport where you can uh, deplane, you know, partway back in the cabin, you could open that to that door. But long story short, uh, they they refer to it as a plug door. Um, It's it's uh, but it's supposed to be fixed. It's supposed to never never be open, to the best of my knowledge. And so, yeah, an Alaskan airline flight at um, yeah sixteen thousand feet elevation. All of a sudden, the door blows out, and it was right after takeoff. So they are just climbing. They weren't up at up to thirty two thousand. Oh, they or that probably would, have probably would have just destroyed that plane well, at that point. Well, not destroyed it, but it would have really made some huge problems for the people inside. Sucked that. people uh, out, maybe. If your seatbelts aren't yeah, on, yeah. You, you stop and think about you know <clears throat> uh, at sixteen thousand feet, stewardesses are, are probably still strapped in. All the all the. Um, you know, the paying customers are strapped in, but, um, yeah, one, one of the things that, um, was interesting is somebody's iPhone when, uh, got sucked out of their hand and went out that, that door at 16,000 feet and they just, somebody found it recently. Was it ringing? Um, it was still Does working. It still work? Yeah. It showed what? a picture of it working. That's a testament to it the durability. Like, it looks like the screen was cracked. So they oh, could stop by just wireless. They could stop by just wireless. I mean, that phone's probably... Kind of worth something too. Just keep it, put it in a box. They sur- survived fifteen thousand foot fall from a. You know, I, I bet anything that seven thirty seven that Apple is going to buy that phone so they can use it in an advertisement. I would, yeah. I mean, well, how do you tactfully use that? I mean, nobody died in that incident. No, they although didn't. a kid was almost sucked out. His shirt came His off. His shirt and all came that. off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Had it been at th- at 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 elevation and. Um, at full speed, mm-hmm. could have been way, way different had, had that occurred. I mean, I'm sure you do this. I because I'm tall, I, I always try to get you know, like an emergency exit, uh, um, you know, aisle. Yeah, uh, on can't board do that the with the kids. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you know, because it's a little bit wider. You got better leg room. So uh, you know, what what if you had chosen that particular oh, aisle, uh, sitting next to that window uh, that got blown that out? That explains why the kid was there because it wasn't actually an exit. Because right. kids can't sit at those those exits. Isabel told me the seat over to Europe that they took, um, you know, from Phoenix to London, they had to go initially. Uh-huh. She said her knees were touching the back of the other seat. And I'm going in March, and I'm like, oh, this, this is going to be dreadful. I haven't flown international like that in a few years. They've made them shorter. All right, right. Bob. Get more people on board. I appreciate it. Hey, um, we'll talk with you soon, okay? Sounds great, Jeff. All right, and love to hear from you. Talk with Jeff at iCloud.com. Everybody have a great, safe night. Watch the snow out there. Take care. See you soon. Thanks for listening to the Jeff Orb Show. Portions of this show may be pre-recorded. And remember, the information provided on the show does not constitute legal, medical, financial, or tax advice. All information is the opinions of the host and his guests. You should always seek the advice of a professional regarding any of these complex issues to make sure all circumstances of your situation are properly considered.
Remember to catch the podcast by looking up The Jeff Orbit Show on your favorite podcast provider, including places like Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, and more. Also available on Rumble and on YouTube. Just look up Orvitz, O-R-A-V-I-T-S. And remember, the show streams Monday through Friday at 4.06 p.m. right up at talkwithjeff.com. Also available on FM on 97.1 FM, the big talker throughout northern Arizona, and 107.9 FM in the Prescott area.